Welcome back to another edition of Inside the Box. Uh, Pete Kowagi here, joined by, as always, joined by Mike Fornavile. Mike, how are you? How are you doing, Pete? How are you? Good. It's been a pretty crazy week. Um, you've been bouncing around to a lot of, you've actually been to a lot of practices uh, recently. We're actually back in studio for the first time in, in two weeks because mm-hmm. we did the road show uh, with Coach uh, Dean Diamond. It was up kind in of a Lakeville. letdown until the interview starts. So. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Uh, a long drive. Yes. Um, Mike and I had a lot of bonding time. Indeed. But we're back in studio. Uh, this week we have Lyman Hall Co-op head coach Dave Sagnella on. Uh, great interview with Dave. You know, first-year coach who's been an assistant for a while, played hockey in Connecticut, uh, has won basically wherever he went. So no pressure there. <laughs> interview with him is good. We're going to throw that to you a little bit. But we're going to do a quick little uh, quick little recap. Um First off, we're going to start over at Terry Connors. Last Friday night, two parents um, were arrested after uh, fighting in the uh, parking lot after the West Hill Stanford Greenwich game, where Greenwich won three to one. Um, obviously, this has made waves over social media. We had a couple of stories on it um, with a police officer being injured. Um, you know, this is, and then we were actually at Greenwich a couple of days later, and that's basically what everyone was talking about at the rink. So we figured we kind of had to touch on it a little bit. Um, how stupid is this, Mike? It's kind of the way of the world right now, which is kind of sad, but. That is the sad thing. It's like anyone you talk to, it's like, well, are you surprised? And it's like, no, but at what point did this become okay? Like, at what point did this become an acceptable thing? Like, oh, two parents got arrested fist fighting in the parking lot of a high school hockey game. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> what's going to happen is it happened, and in a couple of weeks it's going to happen again, and we're just going to shrug our shoulders and say, you know, this is the way it is now, which is awful. I, you know, I, I don't know what inner workings are being done to prevent something like this or – you know, or you know, I'm sure. I don't know. I I'm not sure. I hope that both programs, you know, are working with administration or their coaches to try and figure out what, you know, how do we prevent this? There was, uh, you know, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. There was uh, an increased police presence at the Greenwich game against Ridgefield the other day. There were more cops than I normally see at a hockey game. Probably, uh, yeah. It's, well, there were a couple. In the I was by the door. I was by the door of the uh-huh. entrance. There was at least three, which mm. seems a little bit much. And then there were three in the parking lot by the mm. time I left that were different than uh-huh. the ones I saw inside. Um, is that what we're going to now, that we have to have incle- increased police presence at high school games? At what point are we going to put our foot down and say, all right, guys, enough is enough. This is absolute crap. At, at what point is administration going to step in and say, okay, no fans at games? We've seen it before. It happened mm-hmm. between Trinity Catholic and Norwalk basketball. Yep. Boys basketball, a couple of years ago, there was a fight during a freshman game. And when they replayed the varsity game, or when they, they had to move it because of everything that happened, there were no fans. Media was allowed. No fans. Are are we going to get to that point? Is Is that what's going to happen for, for parents to understand that this is not about them. This is not about them. Grow up. Your days are over playing. 
This is not about you. This is about your kid. Think about what your kid thinks. Think about what everybody, everyone knows your name. I'm not going to say your name because I'm not giving you that satisfaction. But it's out there online. Everybody knows who's, who's, whose parents the, uh, these were. You don't, you, you don't want to, this kid's going into school and everyone's like, do you know what his dad did last week? What does that do to your kid? That's embarrassing. That's not fair. That's not fair to put that on a teenage kid because you can't, you know, you can't not get into a fight at a high school hockey game. I don't know, Mike. At some point, something needs to be done. Someone needs to put their foot down and say, enough is enough. This is out of control. Whether it's administration or the CIAC, this is insane. And the irony of it, Mike, right by the locker rooms, on the way to the bathrooms, at Dorothy Hamill Rink in Greenwich, is a sign that has two parents fight, like arguing, like these claymation things. And right at the bottom, it's like a Bauer sign. It says, it's just a game. Talk about ironic. Just absolute insanity that this actually happens and that everyone just seems okay with it. I mean, the, the police um, the police came out from Stanford and called it even embarrassment and ridiculous because one of their officers got hurt. Just, uh, you just scratch your head and you go, at one point are the adults going to act like the adults? We, we, you know, look, there are people I talk to all the time, oh, you cover high school sports, oh, kids are the worst. Kids are better than the adults. Usually. Kids are absolutely 100% better than the majority of the adults at these games. You know, Matt, uh, Matt DeWitt, a uh, friend of the program, um, he, he shoots for the Greenwich uh, hockey team. He posted a photo of the two of the goalies shaking hands at the end of the game. With kids, it ends on the ice. It's over. It's over. The, the buzzer sounds. You win, you lose. You shake hands. Maybe you're mad. But that's it. They're kids. I got homework to do when they go home. They leave it at the rink. At usually. What, yeah, usually. But uh, at what point are the adults going to act like the adults? There's there's a lot of that everywhere, though. That's the thing. You know, it's not even in sports. It's everywhere. That's, yeah. That's the worst part. No, it is true. But, but we see it majority at the sports, and there are games where parents are yelling all the time, mm-hmm. and it, it never comes to this. I mean, we've seen this before. This is not new. This is not the first time. And unfortunately, this will not be the last time this year right. that we see this. But at some point, will someone do something about this? At what point is it going to take someone getting hurt? I mean, at what point is administration going to step in and say, okay, guys, enough's enough. This can't happen. It's just an absolute, utter joke and an embarrassment to both of these programs. And it's something that people are not going to forget. Because I sure as heck am not. The first thing I thought of when I went to that game the other day, I'm looking around. I'm like, huh, let's see. Is anything going to happen today? And the next time I go to a Greenwich game, the next time I go to a West Hill Stanford game, that's what everyone's going to be talking about because that's what everyone was talking about this past week. First thing, you go up to a coach, you go up to a fellow media member, you go up to a parent. That is the first thing they ask. Were you there? Did you hear what happened? Can you believe it? It's the first thing anybody said to me. That's what they're going to think of your program. That's what they're going to think of you and, unfortunately, your kid. That's the first thing they're going to think of. At what point are we just going to let high school sports be high school sports? (sighs) I just needed to get that off my chest because it's just absolutely insane. Anyway, Mike, how are you?
Hey. Yeah, you good? All right. <laughs> um, you were at, well, we were at Fairfield Prep Notre Dame West Haven uh, this weekend. Right. Uh, Prep dominated, moved up to number one in the poll, and then on Wednesday night lost to Darian 2-1. Two, mm-hmm. two you were there. I was not. Take me through that game because w- there's not a lot to talk about about Saturdays. <laughs> it, was, it was an intense game. There was a lot of hitting. There was a lot of. Like lot good of, clean? Uh, most of it. Um, some of it was not. Uh, some of it was handled by the uh, by the officials, but just really intense, just start to finish. Uh, two kind of fluky goals in the first period, and uh, they just kind of went back and forth. Goal, both goalies made some some big saves. Go hit on one end and uh, Steetz with the other, and uh, Darian won on a rush. Uh, good lead pass from Bennett McDermott sets up, uh, sends uh, Erickson up the left side. He beats his man, makes it a two on one, hits the post. Moore just follows from the right side. Bam, goal. That's a great and, line. Uh, That's a great McDermott, oh, they're, Erickson, they're, they're Moore. Fun, yeah, they are. They are good. Darian, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because Prep went on that great run. They beat three, you know, top ten teams, twenty to one in those three games. Darian lost, you know, didn't lose any games in state, and we all jumped on the Prep bandwagon. Like, hey, it's February. Here we go. Here <laughs> comes Prep, and uh, we all jumped off the Darian bandwagon. Well, not all of us. A good majority of us, <laughs> myself included, I voted prep no, a number one. What they did to Notre Dame on Saturday was insane. Yep. Um, and maybe I was trying to get back on the bandwagon before they took off, but Darian, I mean, they, they they're two and over as prep this year. They are, and and beat Notre Dame as well. And it's like they they have clearly gotten up for those big ones, and uh, you know some of those earlier other ones, you know, maybe not as consistent. You know, as we I talked a little with uh, both James Moore and and uh, Mac. Bud last night, you know, about that, you know, how Mac had said they hadn't really caught that consistency yet when they had that first, uh, when they beat Prep that first time. And he's, he's, he's seen it a lot more in the last little while, especially in that trip uh, to Rhode Island this past weekend. Yeah, we're, this is, you know, <laughs> the way that, with them playing all these out of uh, state games and how it affects the playoff rankings. And, you know, it's not like in, excuse me, basketball where we're like, oh, these will be the one and two teams in the bracket. We'll get them at Yale. We don't know where these teams are going to end up right. in the poll, uh, in the poll, in the rankings, uh, the CIAC rankings, which is important. You know, we don't want these two get two teams playing in the second round, uh, you know, at a home rink or the quarterfinals. But beating Prep during the regular season twice is impressive. Yep. Though, what's that that old sports adage? It's uh, it's hard I to beat a team three teams times. Um, the next time, if they face each other again this year, it will be in the state playoffs in, in one form or another. We don't know where. Um, we saw Ridgefield beat Prep twice, but then they, we didn't get to see a, th- uh, a third time. Right. Uh, Ridgefield lost to Xavier. So we were also the Greenwich Xavier game, uh, Greenwich Ridgefield game. Both really good goals. If Greenwich is on fire, um, I believe it's eight one and one in their last ten. Ben Nash. This is the Ben Nash that played at the beginning of last year, mm-hmm. his junior year when Greenwich got really hot. He played so well in that Richfield game. Yeah. It was really nice to see him back. That third period uh, flurry where oh. makes the gets in the way of the first one, then the glove save on that. Yeah, and he used his head on one save. Yep, and, yep. You know, and you got Kovalev. <laughs> Either. I was talking to a parent from Richfield. They're like, oh, that first goal. I was like, that's Kovalev's kid. She's like, really? I was like, yeah, like. You know, you don't want to give up a goal, but if you give up a goal to a kid who's dated like you know over four hundred goals in the NHL, <laughs> I think you're okay with it. <laughs> um, that was a nice little move in that first one too. Steals the puck and goes in. Yeah, I, I missed it. I was walking 
Dorothy Hamill rink stinks. Just flat out. It is the worst place to cover a game. I was told it's a lot colder than that, too. Did I just catch it on a warm day? Or you might have caught it on a warm day. I was pretty cold. I was actually cold, like comfortable. It was... But that is the absolute worst rink to cover a game in. So there are no I've good never, angles. I've never been there. That's the they, they, yeah, they, really they, they rope off every corner, which is impossible for a photographer or, or a video person to like do their job. Um, I I'm like well prepared here. Did that used to be open? I don't. The last two years that I've been there, it hasn't been. I mean, like, did in the olden days, was it like an open? Did they not have? Mike, I was never around for the olden. I know days. you weren't, but I wasn't either. But I thought maybe you would have heard because <laughs> you didn't. Um, I just apparently it's where the FCX finals being held, and if the FCX finals being held there, I'm not going. I, no way. <laughs> Think about it. If the FCX final is played there, let's say it's Darien New Canton, which has a good possibility because mm-hmm. both of those teams are really good this year. I'm not standing in the stands because those will be packed. Um, I'm not standing next to the bench because you can't see anything except directly in front of you. And I'm not standing on the corners with parents because, you know, I don't want to get punched in the face. No, I'm just kidding about that last part. But standing room only along the boards is impossible for anyone to do their job. That is an absolute terrible place to host a game like that. And it's nothing against, you know, Greenwich home, ice advantage, I'm all about it, but I, I really thoroughly do not enjoy covering a game there because it makes our jobs impossible to do. Again, it's not about us. I'm just saying, me, if the SEX Championship's there and it's a big rivalry where it's going to be packed, I probably won't be in attendance. I'll Send me to Bennett, I'll go to the SECs, at least I could stand there. At least they've somewhat, you can, you can do your job there. Um, all right, we've been talking for too long. We're going to throw it over to the interview with uh, Coach Dave Sagnello, real insightful, talk about his hockey days and, and how he got to become the head coach of Lyman Hall and uh, all that fun stuff. We'll be right back on Inside the Box. Uh, now joining us on Inside the Box, we have Lyman Hall, Adam Killingworth, Coggenshaw head coach, first-year head coach, Dave Sagnello. Coach, how's it going today? It's going very well. How are you guys? Good, you know, just uh, preparing for what will be a, a heavy weekend. A lot of good games on tap this weekend. Yeah, it should be a good one. But, you know, we mentioned first-year head coach. Uh, do a little background on you. You played at East Haven. Um, Correct. Coach, you played in college as well, <clears throat> right? Correct. You played at Winnick? Yeah, I, uh, I did my four years at East Haven. Uh, and then I did a postgraduate year at the Winston School. And then went to Western New England College, correct? Okay, uh, and then you go. You you're an assistant coach at Daniel Han. You helped them win a state championship. You go over to Lyman Hall as an assistant coach. You helped them win a state championship. So, if the trend continues, is, is Lyman Hall looking at a at a second state championship eventually with you? Because it seems like winning goes wherever you go. Uh, that is always the goal. <laughs> um, I will never make any guarantees because you know how this this game treats you. But um, I I'm going to be very honest. I think we are a very good sleeper team this year yeah i mean every time i see you you're like we're coming we're coming we're coming keep an eye on us jump on the bandwagon now um you guys you know you replaced a lot from last year right you know obviously kyle roberts graduates that hurts any program uh Mm -hmm. andrew sacco uh is with north haven now you know change at head coach you take over but it doesn't seem like you guys have really missed a beat here obviously you know you guys are seven four and one you we're the only team to beat Brantford this year. Uh, you guys haven't lost since January 8th. So uh, what's kind of – how's that transition been from being an assistant coach to now, you know, being the head guy? Uh, the transition was not as bad as I thought it was going to be, uh, and that's mostly because, because of Matt Pettit, our captain. 
I mean, he has bought in since day one. I spoke to him in the summer once I got the job, and he has rallied this this team. They believe um, everything we're preaching. Uh, Ray Lilly and Matt Williams are my assistants, and I mean, we just we keep harping the same message every day. I mean, we started off was it one four and one, yeah, um, and a lot of teams would have just would have caved, would have wanted to go back to the old ways and and not stay on track but these boys bought in and i couldn't be more proud of them yeah you know i watched a little of you guys the other day against amity you know like like pete said you know there were a lot of guys who who graduated but looking and looking it over there's a lot of familiar names too who are some of those guys that have kind of kind of stepped into bigger roles and and done a good job for you yeah one player for sure that definitely stepped up since last year is tj arduini um i'm i'm allowing him to use his speed take the puck wide um, try not to play defense on himself like he used to back in the past. And he is, I mean, when he gets open ice, there's not many defenders that can skate with him. Um, so that's one player. And then Connor Chortis and Michael O'Toole are just our anchors on the back end. Um, I always tell our players, I think the one underrated thing about our team is how good our defense is. Because mm. um, Lyman Hall, as you said, with Roberts last year and the years past with Scott Bradley, we're always known offense, offense, offense. And moving up a division, um, definitely tough for competition. You don't really have a game off anymore. And I'm going to be honest, I think our defense has really, really stepped up. Yeah, I mean, Michael O'Toole, many people will remember, he scored the – it was the leading goal. Or no, no, he tied the game in the D3 finals. Correct. No, he took the lead. I, ca- I call it the blast from outer space, my favorite goal of all time. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I was just talking to Mike about that because we were both at Northford the other day when you guys were playing Amity. And I'm like, oh, Mike O'Toole. I go, I don't think I ever saw that kid shoot the puck until the D3 finals. And, like, that Correct. was an unbelievable goal. <laughs> I mean, that goal changed the complete course of that game because, you know, it looked like, to be honest with you, Shane was going to take control, and there's Mike O'Toole just steps into one and – I can't believe it got through, but I mean it did hit and then you guys went on to, to win that to win that final. How how important was that, you know, having guys like Michael Tool back, TJ, um obviously Matt Pettit and, and Jack even Jack Roberts, Kyle's younger brother, mm-hmm. for them to have that experience with that run now with new regime, you know, a lot of you know, last year you guys were a favorite of a lot of people. And now it's okay, now no one's really picking you guys, but how important was that run? You know, to be like, hey, guys, we've done this before. Um, it's definitely something that we, we discuss. Uh, the one thing I was trying to change their mentality, and they finally realized it, is that D3 was great. It was a great run last year. Um, couldn't ask for anything better. But now we're, we're in a whole different league now. And you got to bring your A game every day and practice games. You just can't take that period off. You can't take that shift off. Um, one thing we preached compared to previous years is back checking. If you come watch one of our hockey games, I mean, you're going to see our forwards right so much back pressure that it allows our D to step up. And that's, that's all stuff that you have to do as you move up um, from division to division and having all these players that had the winning mentality. I mean, that's a coach's dream. So yeah, it's been great having everyone back. Um, and we're just enjoying it. Hopping back to Mike for a second, I always love seeing that big defenseman in front of the power play. You know, you, you get that guy <laughs> camping out right in front and, you know, move me. What What's he meant for you guys um, with the man advantage? 
Um, well, we, we started doing that about halfway through last year. Mm -hmm. Coach Minix um, put Mikey O'Toole in front of the net, and our power play took off. I mean, he's just – he's a big body. He's tough to move, and he knows his role out there. He's not fancy. He doesn't do anything crazy, but, I mean, he'll bury home a rebound if it's sitting there. <laughs> um, and, our, and our power play, I mean, it's about shooting. You got to get pucks on net because the more you move the puck and you just stay on the perimeter, you're killing your own power play. So get pucks to the net, and if you have a big guy up front like that, I mean, it just helps the other four players do their job. You, know, you mentioned uh, Richie. Uh, you guys coached together for a couple of years. How has that mm -hmm. friendship been? And you know, coaching under him now, taking over. Do you guys with him at Notre Dame Fairfield now? Do you guys do you guys still talk or, you know, kind of share some info back and forth? Uh, absolutely. I mean, Rich and I are still very close. We probably talk about three or four times a week. Um, not always about hockey, I mean, about family, about life. Um, but most of the time, I ask him how Notre Dame's going. Um, he'll ask how, obviously, he's still invested in Lyman Hall. I mean, that's his baby, and I was glad that he endorsed me to take over. Um, but, yeah, now we have a great friendship, and, yeah, I, I actually spoke with him last night after his, after his win against Northwest Catholic. Did he, did he mention his, his interview spot on, on this show and, you know, how great we were? <laughs> he actually didn't. I didn't even uh, – I didn't mention it to him, but I'll probably give him a call after this and, and tell him thanks for the heads up, Rich. Yeah, well, you're doing way better than he is now. <laughs> uh, never, not in anything. Um, you know, you guys are, were kind of uh, at the midpoint. You know, like I said before, you guys are seven, four, and one. Um, mm -hmm. You got a heavy, heavy lineup coming up. You got Hand on Saturday. You got Brantford mm -hmm. next Wednesday. She and the Saturday after that. Um, that is a heavy three-game swing. How are you prepared? Because, you know, look, Hand is a is one of the, the top teams in D2. Uh, Brantford defending D2 champs who's only losses to you guys, so I'm sure they are licking their chops to see you guys again. And then Sheehan, favorite in D3 and your rival, no matter what year it is, whether you guys are up or they're down, that's always a great game. So how are you preparing those guys for that? That's an important three-game swing for you guys. No, it's a, it's a gauntlet. Um, next three games are very big, and all three teams are very well coached. And we're just – right now we're only preparing for hand. Uh, we have practice today and tomorrow, and we will prepare for them, uh, see how that goes. I have, do have some confidence in our squad to put up a good fight against them. Um, and then next week, Monday and Tuesday, we'll start preparing for Brantford, and then we'll prepare for Sheehan. So we got to take one game at a time. We can't look at the – the three in a row because we don't want to be looking at Brantford and bypass hand. I mean, who are we? We're just Lyman Hall. Let's just go out there, win one game at a time. Absolutely. You know, Coach, um, with the impending year, obviously this is your first year, but, you know, it, it, mm -hmm. it it's out there and it's, it's known that the Lyman Hall co-op will no longer exist next year. It will just be Lyman Hall. Um, mm -hmm. Have you guys even started to think about that transition or – kids that you might not have back next year or you know just how is Lyman Hall the program growing since you've been a part of it uh well the beautiful thing is that Lyman Hall is is growing and that's always the goal of a of a co-op um to speak about next year I can't really answer that that's kind of that's future coach Ag Agnello yes that, that's future and that's administration I have to deal with some of that stuff on who goes where and and stuff like that, but 
uh, I just know I have these kids right now and our goal is to compete for a state championship. And that's what we're going to try doing as our last year as a co-op. All right. No, I mean, that's, you know, it, it, it is, that's kind of just the way hockey is in the state. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we mentioned that you played at East Haven. Obviously you have, you have them coming up at the end of the year, but it wasn't a co-op when you were there. It's a co-op now. You know, Correct. how has hockey changed, you know, since you played to now that you're seeing it on the other side of the bench? Um, well, it's definitely, definitely changed because more and more players aren't even playing, I don't want to call it house youth hockey, uh, but they're not playing for their towns anymore. Um, they'll go play for these elite programs, AAA programs, travel throughout the Northeast. Um, and then when they get to high school, they, they either stay with those programs or they go to prep school. Um, and at least when I played, I mean, what's that, 15 years ago now? Oh, please I mean, don't age I, us. Please don't age us. <laughs> I mean, high school hockey was – I wouldn't change my four years of high school hockey for anything. Mm-hmm. I tell people that all the time. I mean, I did the prep school. I did D3 college, and there's nothing better than on a Saturday afternoon or a Wednesday, Thursday night having a packed house, all your friends, all your family. I mean – yeah, I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world, but that's unfortunately the route high school hockey is going right now. I always compare it to the NCAA for basketball. Players come for one or two years, and then they, and then they bolt. Yeah. Um, so it's it's tough, but still, I mean, you, you come come down to the Northford any Wednesday or Saturday. I mean, the house is packed. Yeah, I mean, well, you guys, and, I mean, the Wob Mob for Lyman Hall is wild. <laughs> uh, they've been great this year. Yeah, they's uh, they are all over the place. Those are some good kids over there. Uh, but coach, thank you uh, so much. We'll get you. We'll let you get back to it. I know you guys uh, got a next. I know you're not looking at it, but we're looking at those three games for Lyman Hall. So we know you got a lot of work to do. So thank you so much for uh, for taking time to join us. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, coach. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. Going. Thank you again to Coach Dave Sagnello for joining us. Uh, Always a fun time, right? Oh, absolutely. It's good stuff. Yeah, I always like talking to different coaches who maybe we don't get to see as much. I mean, I've gotten to know Dave for a couple of years. Uh, it's nice to see him doing well over there at Lyman Hall. He likes them. He says they're getting better and better. And, you know, I, I've learned never to, to you know, bet against Lyman Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting to the postseason and making a run there. They always have one or two good guys who really step up. And, you know, they got petted. You know, they were deep last year. Yeah. I think they're deep this year. They don't have the Kyle Roberts. You know, not a lot of Division Two, <laughs> Division Three teams have a Kyle exactly. Roberts. Um, but I think they have enough, a lot of depth guys. I mean, he brings up Arduini. There's so many other guys. You look up and down that lineup that were on the team last year and the year before. Um, so these guys know what it takes to win. Let's uh, quickly look ahead uh, Saturday. Big, big, big slate. Hamden, Notre Dame, West Haven. Again, always a good game. Hamden, I don't really know what's going on there uh, this year. I'm surprised they're still in the top ten. Uh, I think they won't close. be next week. Uh, I, I truly don't think they'll be in there next week. Uh, the big one, I think, rivalry, at least wise, is Darian New Canaan. Yep. This is, I think, the biggest game of the year for New Canaan. I think they've beaten some all right teams. They beat Richfield, which was a good win, but Richfield mm-hmm. is still trying to figure themselves out. This is if New Canaan could beat Darien, which you know, 
it's New Canaan's the home team, but that doesn't mean anything. They both play the Darien Ice House, which is also uh, an awful place to cover a game as well. <laughs> um, it's so small, but that's a good one. Where are you going on Saturday night? Not positive. We were still kind of up in the air on that. Uh, possibly uh, Hanlaman Hall. Uh, could be a couple other <coughs> possibilities as well, but we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that one. Yeah, Hanlaman Hall. I mean, our man Dave Stewart has Darian McCann on Saturday. Yeah, so be I'll good. be with Dave on Saturday. I'll be hiding in the uh, the upstairs. Uh, Fairfield Preps going up to Massachusetts. Yep. Yeah, they're going to Springfield. They got the uh, Pope Francis Invitational. They're they're starting with uh, Hendrickson, I think, and then they go. Oh, Del Barton was the was the was the fourth team then. So that one should be interesting. Um, Simsbury West Ham, and I keep an eye on you know Simsbury got that big win against Xavier and a couple of losses in yep. between there. So big we'll one for Catholic last night. That was yeah. impressive. They got some solid players. Yeah, they do. Which uh, is great. Because, uh, you know, I actually had that game two years ago when they when they had to play prep in the Division One first round <laughs> at Wonderland and. Capping off a winless season for them, that was that was so tough, and uh, it's nice to see them kind of rebounding a little bit and getting some. Yeah, uh, some just I'm a little surprised with uh, with Simsbury. I know they're on the road for the most of the rest of the season, for the most of the rest. Mm-hmm. I know they are on the road for the majority of the rest of the season, uh, which is never easy. But you know, you gotta you gotta have to win those games. Yep. Uh, then you know, swinging into next week, nothing really jumping out early. You know, Hand-Guilford is always just a rivalry game, but Guilford isn't the same team, you know, that they've been. Richfield-Fairfield prep on Wednesday. Again, you know, I think Richfield's still trying to feel their legs. West Haven, Notre Dame-West Haven on Wednesday. The West Havens is always fun. Uh, oh, write this one down. Darien at Trinity Catholic. Can we talk about New Canaan putting up 11 on Trinity Catholic? What are we doing, FCAC? What are we doing? Can we refer to your story in this? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, podcast I'm gonna talk about my story. But like, what are we doing? Eleven nothing. It's their league policy, though, mm-hmm. Mike. Oh yep. my god, what a, what a joke. Um, <clears throat> you know, so that should be fun. Uh, we'll be back, I think, next Thursday again. Should be. Should be. Should be fun. Hey, it's a nice weekend, and then <laughs> I'm gonna jump all the way ahead. Lyman Hall Sheen next weekend. What is up? Mm-hmm. That should be a good one. Uh, but let's not. We, don't we have our road trip next weekend? We might. We might. I'm gonna have to. Uh, gonna have to check my schedule. Mm. Pretty popular. Not to brag. Oh, that's right. Um, but oh, by the way, I played in my second men's league game. Oh yeah. Now uh, let's let's get the recap on this one. You. Uh, All right. So you I don't think I talked a little bit. About I think in this one, didn't you? Yeah. I. Uh, so the first game was a couple of weeks ago. Before we did the uh, the two weeks ago po- podcast, netted two goals. We got blown out 12-5, but I scored twice. They scored so twice. And this is that's nice. all that matters. They were ugly goals, too. Just right in front, banged them home. Greasy. Uh, I had to miss a game because my skates broke after the first game. <laughs> so I had to go buy new skates. Uh, shout out to the crew over at Hand and Sports. Um, they were awesome. The whole process. By the way, buying skates now, wildly different than when I bought mine. I think I had mine for 13 <laughs> years wildly different buying skates now than then they got lasers they like they match your foot to specific skates that fit your heel it's so bizarre um so i had to miss a game while i was getting my skates which was probably good for my body uh then i played the other night i'm trying to think it might have been monday and uh late game and uh we lost but i played defense the guy the, the guys i played with they're like oh we need a defenseman pete didn't you play defense yeah, in high school, like, and I was like the sixth defenseman then. 
And they're like, all right, yeah, play. We only have, well, it was actually nice. We had, we had four defensemen. We had six wingers. We lost a close one. Um, I didn't make that many mistakes. I made mistakes that resulted in goals. Um, but I made more. Eh, it was a rough night. You moving the puck? You puck moving? Um, I get the puck on my stick. I look up. Whoever the first teammate I see, open or not, I throw the oh, puck okay, that gotcha. way. Right. I just hope I throw it fast enough or high enough that the old guy on the other team can't knock it down. Uh. I don't like the puck on my stick. Okay, I really so don't. I really scouting don't. report for the uh, yeah. leaguers out there. Yeah, scouting report. If you play in the like CHL. The if uh, I have the puck on my stick, just skate right at me. I'll just throw it to you. <laughs> it's a process, uh, Pete. It's, it's an ugly process for sure. But for Mike, I'm Pete. We will see you at the rink this weekend, and we will be back next week on Inside the Box.